A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But in that hour... Just something changed in him. Literally something changed in him. And um, he became very upset. He was inconsolable. I couldn't, he wouldn't even tell me what was wrong. And I remember going out to talk to him outside and I was like, come on in, tomorrow's a new day, have a cup of tea. You know, um, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And I remember he did come in and he went up to his bed and I sat in the bottom of his bed. And then he just, I remember him jumping out of the bed and he said, you know, he says, no, he says, I need to clear my head. And I says, from where are you going? And he, he just went outside and I followed. I didn't want to hassle him. Mm. But I followed him and um, he was where my house is. The farm is literally behind us. And he was walking up the lane and I did see the yard lights on. And I actually thought his dad was there checking the cattle. And when the yard lights went off, I says, he must have met him with his dad. Mm. And I left him for about five minutes. And my other son, Buki, was in the kitchen. And I said, Do you know, I'm going up. There was something unsettling with me. I said, I'm going up. And I went up and he was actually in the medicine shed. But his father wasn't there. So I don't know how the lights were on. I don't know if it was something or whatever. But we went up and I got to talk to him and he, he was upset. And I remember rubbing his face and the tears were tripping. And I says, Peter, come on, we go to the house. I said, um, let's go home. And he says, right, no bother. And he plugged his phone. Buki turned off the lights in the shed and I walked on PJ walked on but it was dark so I assumed he was gone ahead of me and I went home Buki came home we went in and I noticed PJ wasn't there and um, I went out calling from him no one's answering and then this was literally within 10 minutes of speaking to him he answered the phone to me I says where are you I'm here in the yard I says what are you doing up there again I says come on home yeah 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 I'll be down now I'll be down now and he hung up the phone and but two minutes later I went by and I says, no, and I messaged him, where are you? He says, I'm on my way. And I wrote back, right, come on. I says, we can have a chat at the table. And he wrote back, OK. And I left it about, for, about five minutes. And uh, I, I messaged him again. I says, Peter, where the hell are you? I says, getting late. And the message didn't go. So I up from the table and I said to Buki, I'm going back up here. And I was going up the yard as quick as I could. And I remember saying to Buki, what's the air code of the yard? And he goes, why? I had this sick feeling. I said, we're going to need an ambulance. I just knew. I'm going in the gates. I saw the same shed. I took him out of 10 minutes previous with the door shut and the light was on and I could hear music. And the minute I opened the door, I knew he was right there in front of me. I'll never forget the screams of Buki. And then I realised it was me that was actually screaming. But I have to say, the response from the ambulance and fire crew and guards, they were there within five minutes. It's just, they walked him for about 30 minutes in the yard, got his heart back. Um, I actually had to cut him down 
and that was a hard thing to do and give him CPR. Um, I actually done first aid three years previous, not thinking that I'd ever need it, but I done the CPR on him till the first responder arrived, and they walked for about thirty minutes on him and then transported him to the Lords. Um, and I have to say they were brilliant up there, even in ICU. Um, he had two massive cardiac arrests on the way, and he was put into the CCU and then moved to the ICU. Um, oh, they're just fantastic staff. They supported me and the family a lot. And he was there for what, about five days? Five days. But he didn't make it? He didn't make it. Um, they'd done the brain stem tests yes. for activity. They'd done it twice to be 100% sure. Mm. Because I was iffy about any machines ranting going off. Um, and then we were called, me and his dad were called in and we had Mikey and Bookie and Millie there. And um, the decision was made that, you know, there was nothing. We they had to turn off the machines. Turn off the machines and he, he passed away. He passed away, I just yeah. looked at your face. You can still see that image that me oh, met you. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. It's hard. And you had to take him down. I had to take him down. cut him down from... Yeah. Oh my God almighty. And then his older brother, Mikey, who was yeah. 18. 18. PJ was 17. 17. Mikey was 18. 13 weeks later. Yeah. He took his own life. I knew the day I buried PJ, I was losing Mikey. Sorry. <laughs> I knew I was losing him. How, how did you know? So it's just PJ and Mikey had this bond. They were all they were born 13 months apart and they were always together. Even going out in about the same circle of friends and everything. No matter where one was, the other was. And I, I remember looking at Mikey when we had buried PJ in that graveyard. And he was devastated. And I just felt I there was nothing I could do for him. I tried to get him help. He, you know, he was 18 and I couldn't force him to go in anywhere. Force him to go to a doctor. Spoke to him at length about going. But that day, I will never forget his face and the heartache that was in it. Now, I know the others were suffering too, but Mikey was suffering a lot. And he just couldn't cope with it, PJ. He couldn't live without him? Couldn't live without him. And I remember that Monday, I was actually at a funeral of a family friend that had committed suicide. Um, and I was out at that funeral. And I didn't leave my house. It was about four, half four that Monday. And he was on top form, literally top form. Now, I knew he was he was having trouble sleeping and all this stuff that goes with grief. And But that day, he was even out walking with his father in the yard, out fencing in the same field he was got in. Um, and he came in and out to me and when he was going, I says, I'm heading away now. I said, I'm going out to that funeral in RD. I said, I'll be back in a couple of hours. I said, if you need anything, ring me. I knew he'd be all right because I knew Mammy was there and Damien and she was out walking with his dad, Michael. And he says, oh, there be not bothering me. You go on, have a good time, you know. And I'd say to him, I love you, Mikey. Aye, that's the guy he'd roll eyes. Aye, like this to me in the window. Will you go on? Like he... It was just, and he'd laugh, and I always remember the, the laugh he gave me in the window. And I went off, and I was with family and the family friends and that. And then it wasn't until I was coming home, I was met with blue lights. I didn't even know when it happened. Now, I had spoke to him at half eight that evening. He was at a football game in, I don't know if it was a Toker or Dunley, or his best friend was playing football. Mm. And he went up to see him play football. And you often wonder, was it him going up? just to say goodbye or something. I don't know. But um, he went up, had his game and come home. He was in bed. My partner was at home 
and all his friends arrived at the door. They were concerned about Mikey, that he'd sent whatever message. I don't know what it is to this day, but they all arrived. They came from Tanislaun, Ardy and Toka, um, which was lovely because he meant a lot to them. And Damien went and spoke with Mikey and, you know, he felt fine. Would you call me at half six? Yes, it's my, uh, Damien. Um, he was starting a new job with Farm Relief. He was going to a farmer in Kilcurry uh, for milking. Um, yeah, Damien says, no bother, and I'll give you the lift down. That was about half eleven, twenty-five to twelve. And then about ten to twelve, my young son, Connor, which is known as Buki, came running in the back door with his friend that they needed help with Mikey. They were after finding Mikey. Now, bearing in mind, Buki had already found Peter with me and now he found Mikey. His other brother. His other brother. Yeah. And how did he end his life? He hung himself. As well? Yeah. Both of them? Both of them. Yeah. I just want to take a short break on late lunch. Stay with us. How are you, Patrice? (laughs) Sorry. I'd have hard days. Very hard days. Of course you do. Of course you do. I, I do it and have them back. Just even for an hour. <laughs> and thoughts of Christmas without them. It's yes. I'd lo- I love Christmas. I always did. And I always sort of, inst- not instilled it, but they loved Christmas too. And it just, this Christmas, you know, the youngest girl, Madison, she's putting up seven stockings. And you know them seven stockings aren't going to be filled. I find that hard. Yeah. Very hard. Very, very hard. And you know, you you have to get on with for, oh, you for have them to, yeah. and yeah. for yourself yeah. and your yeah. partner and the dad, their dad you and do, everybody's yeah. you do. affected by it. And there are no words. I don't know what to say to you. I don't know. I said to you how you get up in the mornings and you get on with it. You're a powerful woman. <laughs> 